What's up? This is Matt Franco. And this is Eric Dillman. Welcome to Mind Over Magic. Winding down almost the end of the year. It's flying by. Yeah, it's already November, Matt. And we're 122 episodes in. Pretty solid. Pretty solid pretty stuff. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, yeah, pretty soon those holidays are approaching and, you know, busy end of the year time. And uh, But we'll, we'll still figure out a time to do all this. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a blink before the baby's here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially yeah. with the holidays and everything, with the baby being due the first week of January. It's just... Uh, ah. It's gonna it's gonna all fly by so quickly. Yeah, a a, a, a late holiday present. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In the new year, amazing, amazing. Yeah. Well, um, I feel like we should touch upon this first, Matt. Um, the the big news story in the magic community is uh, the uh, the dearly uh, beloved and respected and uh, you know just legend in the the magic world. Uh, Max Maven passed away. Right. Uh, this week, which is very sad. Um, you know, I, I don't know if you've ever did you ever get a chance to meet him or have any interactions with him? Obviously, for those of you who don't know, like Max just had such a profound impact on med- magic and mentalism. And the, the, the saying was like he would wake up and write like, you know, five magic tricks <laughs> and, and yeah, right. publish them. And, you know, just I was looking at this. I mean, it's impossible to catalog his entire uh, output, but like just a quick search was like over a thousand pieces of magic that he's like published uh, for people uh, and just a crazy performer. But uh, what do you have any stories or uh, ways to remember Max on your end? Quite a, quite a few. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, my first memories are, are seeing him on the world's greatest magic specials. He was on, I think, four mm-hmm. out of the five, yeah. um, which there are very few magicians who are on four out of the five. Um, but also when I was a teenager, I worked with him because I was hired to perform at the Magicians Alliance of Eastern States convention. Oh, yeah. 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 And he and I and Sylvester the Jester and I think Michael Finney were all on the same show. Mm. That's cool. And I actually, I believe I opened the show and he came on immediately after. And of course I was a young kid and I think he quipped when he came on stage. How about that Matt Franco? I think I have shoes older than him. (laughs) Which was a joke, but probably not a joke. It was probably yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Which is, of course, a a pretty cool and pleasant memory from my childhood. As you can Mm -hmm. imagine, I was beside myself just being around, you know, those folks that we saw growing up on TV. But you, being in the mentalism world, I feel like someone like this kind of had like a profound impact. Like really, I, I don't think it's too dramatic to say changed your life. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I'll just I was just going to read what I posted yesterday Mm -hmm. because it was it was very sad. Uh, Obviously, we knew this was coming eventually. You know, his health was on the decline. I think we even talked about, you know, when I saw him at FISM and he did the interview and he was talking about his health and like everyone was, you know, beside themselves. And, you know, just we knew, uh, as they say, like uh, if, you know, when when an elder we lose an elder you know, we lose a library of knowledge. And I mean, in mm-hmm. Max's case, I feel like it's like the, you know, the the Library of Alexandria, like the biggest library in the world. Because I mean, again, just his mind with even crediting and knowing the history and everything oh, right. that he lectured on. I mean, this is just besides, you know, his 
uh, groundbreaking performances and his uh, personality and his candor and just, you know, changing the way mentalism was perceived, you know, how many people copied his style, you know, to right. dress all in black and, and do like the, you know, I've seen people literally do the widow's peak, you know, right. Right. Stealing his style, not just influenced by it. Right. Um, but, uh, so this is, this is what I posted and, uh, and, uh, we can talk a little bit about it after, but, uh, but I just wrote Max Mazevin was the first mentalist I ever saw. I think it was actually on world's greatest magic as well. Uh, before seeing Max, I didn't even know mentalism existed. He was able to read my mind through the television screen, which he was known for doing those interactive pieces, which also has inspired a whole slew of virtual, you know, magic mm-hmm. as well. Uh, I'll never forget the first time I met him in person. I stepped through the curtain at the Magic Castle for the, my evening performance, and he was sitting there in the audience. Jack Goldfinger introduced me after, and while he said some very complimentary things, I was only able to blurt out, you're Max Maven. As I stood there dumbfounded, uh, as I got to meet one of my heroes, uh, Max was so generous with his time. And while I was editor of the PA's monthly newsletter, Vibrations, he would submit articles whenever I reached out to him. Um, he also, just as a side, like said very complimentary things about the newsletter and bringing it up to the quality. Uh, um, when I was editor, so I, I'll never forget that. Um, and I'll never forget the amazing afternoon lunch I had with my friend Ben uh, that he arranged so that we could all chat and get together, talk about magic, mentalism, life, and just share some laughs together. Uh, I got to see Max at FISM this summer in Quebec City where he was honored with a special award. He was interviewed about his life, career, and was very candid about his health. I was in tears then, and I was in tears now uh, as I posted this yesterday. Um, there will never be another like Max Maven. His impact on the field of magic and mentalism is deep, and it is such a huge loss losing his encyclopedic knowledge, his candor, his wisdom, and his groundbreaking performance and style that inspired generations of magicians and mentalists, myself included. R.A.P. Max, you will truly be missed, and your legacy will live on. So, Well, I'm yeah. actually, that's great. I uh, Really well said. I'm actually working on something. I wanted to show it to you last time I was with you, and I forgot that Max actually had work on. Oh, amazing. So and, um, literally it'll his be legacies. a nice little treat, because I'm going to fool you with it when I see you. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, next time yeah. in person, share that with me. Yeah, I definitely will. But I'm actually working on like a bigger version of it for my show. Oh, cool. Good. Yeah, good, like good. a whole a whole new take on it. Nice, nice, uh, nice changes to it, kind of updates and things. But um, a lot of people uh, had work on it. Anyway, I won't say any more because I don't want to ruin any surprises. But yeah, I Absolutely. look forward to showing you. Yeah, and I'll probably be, you know, looking back through his slew of material just to see and revisit that over the next, you know, several months to see, you know, obviously remind myself of his in- impact. There's so many things that even just talking with Max that people take for granted as like, oh, this is a standard of mentalism. Like this is just right. a thing that's been around. It's public domain. And Max would just be like, people think that, but it's actually, I invented it, you know? Like, he would tell me these things that just everyone assume is fair knowledge. And I'm just like, I guess, you know, now that his, you know, history and background on crediting is, you know, gone with him, we all have to step up our part and acknowledge those those shortfallings when it comes to crediting material and, like, make sure that people realize these things that – are his and that he contributed and to continue that legacy as well. Yeah, it's so true. I, I remember being a, a pretty young at a magic convention and seeing 
one of the great old timers, I can't recall if it was maybe George Schindler or, or mm. like a Martin Lewis, and they said a line during their lecture. And it was a little bit of like the magicians in the room, you know, being a little mm-hmm. snooty, kind of it was like a groan, like, like, oh, that's a magician hack line type thing. And I think... I think they said something to the effect of, you realize I can use this because I wrote it, right? Right, yeah. No. <laughs> like, like, no, you made it a hack line, not not me. <laughs> yeah, I think I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, that's definitely, I've seen that happen where people are like, what a hack line. It's like, well, I invented it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but that's kind of the same thing with these with these ideas and with, with mentalism that, that Max invented. But also, he invented magic outside of mentalism, too. I mean, he, he invented right. balloon tricks. He invented yeah. all sorts of different things. So, like, I wasn't even reading a Max Maven book when I came across this content that I'm working on. But, of course, because he was a historian, he had not only published something in the same vein that was credited, but he, he was also the person the author went to right. to find out the history before prior to that. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. you know, you, you can't really avoid him in your magical research. He's going to pop up. Yeah, and even just seeing like little leaflets and flyers are popping up. I mean, he has compendiums of his work all published together through his color series or his Lisp series, but like even just like essays and he would publish everything. Like like cards, every aspect of magic. He was a true scholar of the field and just uh trying to make, you know, uh the the the, the art form better and for people to experience wonder and you know, even like I'm inspired by the stories I hear of his comedy club days of just coming out with the strong character during the comedy boom of the 80s and just, you know, destroying and headlining. And, you know, that was unheard of at the time for someone mm-hmm. to be in the variety arts like that, to be as prolific as he was. And just uh, I mean, he'll he'll definitely be missed. It's a it's a big uh, gaping hole in the community right now. And everyone's kind of just sad and trying to trying to honor him and uh, respect him going forward. So, Absolutely. Uh, well, let's switch gears from that, Matt, into something a little bit more um, uh, exciting and or at least stories from the road. I that some, would be pleasant. I have some yeah. stories from the road. Uh, one was um, uh, the Midnight Theater show I was doing uh, and still I'm doing. Uh, there was a funny story, Matt, during my blindfold. A new thing during my blindfold that has never happened before. Mm-hmm. It was a lighter house because we're still building the show. We pulled in a couple people from the restaurant. Uh, and then they were a little hesitant because they're not like there. Ne- some of the people weren't there necessarily to see a magic show. So they weren't like the most gung-ho in volunteering. So I was mm-hmm. pulling people up like I do and kind of, you know, being like, hey, you got to participate for a show to happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. during the blindfold, I just handed someone a clipboard to, to draw their drawing with. And they did. They drew their drawing. Now, by the time it went for me, while my eyes are all duct taped shut, to go and then reveal the drawing, I revealed the first two successfully. When I got to their drawing, the audience informed me the people had left. Oh, (laughs) awesome. (laughs) That's never happened. I I don't understand, again, the thinking of, like, I participated in the first part of this. I did the drawing part. And then I saw two people stand up before me and have their dr- minds read and their drawings revealed. I'm going to leave, though, <laughs> before right. the other part, which you know is going to happen. <laughs> right. That's awesome. Did you still reveal the drawing? Yeah, I kind of had did. to switch gears and be like, all right, someone else in the audience, can you like at least like, I'm not going to get this as well, but like, 
try and think of it in your mind and we'll chat with you and pretend it's your drawing and we'll try and pick up whatever I can <laughs> describe mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. accurately. <laughs> so I was able to successfully conclude it, but it was very funny and it was never. Yeah, that is a funny thing to happen in the moment. I've had someone leave uh, once before when I did Jeff McBride's Wonderground years and years ago. Yeah. When, but it was the participant that was duct taping me shut. So that's an easy, that's more of like a, just a logistical role. So that was easy to be like, I, again, I was down dumbfounded. Like, why did you come up here if you had to like rush out for a meeting or whatever they're doing? In right, the casual right, setting. yeah. But uh, it was, that was easier to replace because I'm just like, can someone else jump up here? Because all they had to do was like hold drugs or something. But this one was like this. I was working with your mind and you were like, mind reader. Great. And then, oh, no, we don't want to get to the actual part where it's amazing. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I've uh, I've had situations. I, I guess I, I can't believe I've never had. I have things in my show where I have someone in the audience participate and then I need them to be there 90 minutes later. Yes. Not yeah. one time yeah, has yeah. that person been gone. No. They've been like in the bathroom sure. and like it's very obviously, you know, it's easy to retrieve them um, before I need them. Um, not not by me personally, but you know what right, I mean? Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. You stop the show, stop go the show. out into the middle. Of the, <laughs> of the um, but believe it or not, in um, we'll be celebrating 2000 shows this month. I have wow. not had a single time where that person was just missing, but we do have fail safe plans in case it happens, but it's, right. it actually hasn't happened. Wow. Wow. Pretty wild. It is wild. I think it was just a weird night. I mean, we're still building that show. And actually, the one we just did after that was so much better. Full house. I mean, like, it just felt like it's starting to feel to come together as like a real gelled show. I mean, the more you do sure. something, the more, you know, polished it's going to get. So uh, yep. I, I encourage people come on out to that midnight theater. It's Tuesdays, uh, mm -hmm, and it's mm -hmm. it's a it's a real fun show. And there's a more uh, more tweaking and more changes to come to even uh, streamline it uh, coming up. So yeah, how about yeah. you? What's happening in Vegas? I've never been busier, man. Yeah, you were telling me right as we went on that you're just swamped. What what's happening? What why are you so busy? Um, well, a lot of it has to do with getting ready for the, the show changes approaching the revamp coming up in January. So I'm on zoom meetings every other day. Wow. Go working on the content for what the videos are going to be for the opening video, the middle video, mm -hmm. um, of looking at some scenic designs and making some changes to those. This is all happening on the computer, which is great. You don't have to like go in the theater and right. do it and try it. You can actually do it all kind of like a 3d map like a 3d what's the word like a wireframe kind of thing where it's, like it's full in, color in auto autocad kind of 3d yeah yeah kind of like um 3d modeling it's like 3d modeling yeah, 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 yeah exactly in full color and everything so you can kind of get an idea of what your stage design could look like or will look like and i have another one of those tomorrow and in addition to that and i'll be a little vague here um okay. But, you know, folks can speculate what I may, you know, what it could be. Um, so then I'm also, I have to do an appearance I didn't know I was going to have to do uh, this weekend, oh. which won't air for some time. Ah. But it requires me to, um, it, it's a little bit of a collaboration, so to speak, and it requires me to do some scripting. Gotcha. Which is always a fun challenge for me. I really enjoy doing it. But, like, it's a weird, it's like a weird challenge when you're writing lines for people other than yourself right 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 but um it's a cool challenge and it's 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 good but like the deadline is obviously like super fast 
Yeah, and like <laughs> right? quick, quick turnaround. Another yeah. clip that'll end up in the video vault at some uh, point. Another, yeah, another <laughs> clip that'll end up <laughs> in the video vault. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I'm excited. Yeah. You haven't even told me about this, so we'll chat later. Well, I yeah, I mean, specific. it's it's yeah. the, that's how that's yeah. how short that's of a time frame this yeah. is. I the last time I talked to you, I wouldn't have been able to. Right, <laughs> it didn't exactly. exist. Exactly. <laughs> cool. So. So you're just so are you revamping something you're already doing? Did you have to come up with a brand new like effect to do? How are you um, how are you approaching it? Oh, good question. So at the moment I am sort of pulling an effect from existing repertoire and combining it with an effect not in my current repertoire. So it's like an effect followed by another effect. And then a culmination of the two, if oh, that makes sense. Cool. All right, yeah. Hence yeah, yeah. the collaboration, if you will. Right, right, right. You know, gotcha. um, yeah, it's a fun, you know, process, and it actually comes fairly, fairly easily to me once I sit down and do the work. That's amazing. Like, like I look at the ideas, and I honestly feel like when I write the rough draft, I look at it and go. You know, if everybody hated this, I could write it 10 different ways and like they're all pretty much acceptable. Like sure. they would all be kind of acceptable formulas, right? You know what I mean by that? Uh, just the fact that you're like, you know, the the base of it's going to be good enough, the magic that you can script around it to make but it. You can order it in different ways. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, you yeah. really can approach it different ways. You can uh, You can block entrances different ways. People can come out together or separately or, you know, there, there really are a million ways to do it and there's no real right or wrong. Um, so I just kind of enjoy that part of it, actually. Just kind of like going back and saying, okay, well, how can I streamline this to make it the simplest? Because it can become convoluted very, very quickly. Right, yeah. You know? And it, it seems like there's, uh, you know, those all those small little details are like sliding variables, variables. So you can just slide them into place and then like talking with producers or whatnot and be like, what works best for you? What works best for me? And then you can slide those variables out and <laughs> switch them in with other things and kind of, you know, see like what makes the most sense. You really want to get those broad strokes down because immediately mm -hmm. once you're in the same room rehearsing, you yeah. kind of quickly know what what what's going to work. Right, right, right. Um, so it's more about the overall structure, I think, in the beginning rather than worrying about word for word. Gotcha. Exactly. Dialogue, because yeah. that stuff, you know, we write different than we speak. So even mm -hmm. my own mm -hmm. dialogue, I will paraphrase it when I rehearse right. it. Right. And right, then make right. edits, you know, yeah. if I need to so that I yeah. can go back and refer to it. But um. Yeah, it's 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 interesting, and I think I've learned things since I've done things like this in this vein in the past. I think I've learned a couple of things since then. So, um, yeah, so that's those are a couple of things along with doing the nightly show. And I know you were, you saw you mentioned it to me we had our friend from because we have some ice ice cream social listeners. Here. Yes, 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 um, yes. Matt Donnelly was of course at the show last night, which was was always always great to see Matt. Yeah, and you brought up some family on stage, and uh... yeah, his son came on up. <laughs> <laughs> very cool very cool yeah, yeah. Uh, got to fire the cannon he got to fire the cannon you know and it was a it was a great audience and it's funny because the night before mm. um was the first day of a big convention here called SEMA. i'm not sure what it stands for it has something to do with cars or i'm not sure exactly frankly but i think we're normally closed during SEMA. Sure. okay i think i'm not sure if i've worked SEMA before anyway mm -hmm. um it's just a, a very different group that's here 
And anyway, um, when I first walked out on stage and gave my first couple of lines of dialogue, which are not like knee slappers, but like comedic a little bit mm. and like got nothing. <laughs> I was like, oh, this was two nights ago. I was like, oh, this is, th th yeah, this crowd doesn't exactly know what we're doing here. This is going right? to be uh, one of those kind of shows where we're going to work a little or get them on board. You, you know, yeah, I'm yeah, so happy to yeah. say it wasn't, though. Like, it didn't fluster me or anything. And mm -hmm. I didn't try to compensate for their lack of energy in the beginning by, like, giving more energy, which right. I think is sort of an easy mistake. Sure. And I think it's an easy mistake f for maybe anybody, but me personally uh, in particular. So, like, instead I just sort of was present and, like, followed the energy of the room. And, like, very, very quickly it became a really amazing show from my perspective anyway. Um and you I walked off them, really proud. You let them come to you. Yeah. Rather than trying to force them to rise to a different level. Yeah. Y yeah. Like, I mean, I think it was right in the beginning of the show where, like, there's, like, a normal, I mean, I'm talking 99.9% .9 of the time, like, it's just sort of instinctual for the audience to applaud for an audience member. Right. And yeah. they didn't. And I, you know, said, uh, this is this is where you clap for Johnny or whatever. Right. That, that's how theater works, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but like, literally, like it felt like forty seconds after that, they were just completely on board. Oh, you that's know? so good. So it happened really, really quickly. I mean, it went from zero to a hundred really mm -hmm. fast, which I was really, really happy with because I started really from zero. Yeah. And it, <laughs> which it, is you know not not the norm, so it was it, cool. It sounded like even with your setups, you were able to get to the the punchline or the the result without someone leaving before that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because, like I said, I've never had someone leave leave, but all the time because I do so many callbacks. Yeah. Like I will do callbacks to someone that might not be in the room, and I can't yeah. see if the right. lights are in my right. eyes. Right. So like, but I find those to be really hilarious too because like yeah. inevitably someone they're with will tell you they're in the bathroom and like oh, yeah. already that's funny <laughs> oh, oh i got a lot of comedy out of it too because of course, it was just yeah. like because i didn't know my eyes are duct taped shut so when i was like all right person who drew this please stand say hello and no right. one responded and the rest of the audience had to inform me <laughs> right i mean it's just a very funny moment and those are those are those fun fun interactions absolutely um, you mentioned television, Matt, and uh, I've got some television. By the time we record next week, I'll have uh, uh, filmed a, a taping that's been announced. Um, so the moment this drops, if you're in New York and you can actually come to the taping, uh, there's details on my Instagram. But this is a, a new TV show called Underground Magic. Uh, I think we're just filming a pilot and see what happens there. So I don't know where it's going to end up or what, what's going to happen to it or with a lot of TV could not come out for a long time. Who knows? But uh, I like the premise of the show. It's a showcase show. Uh, so it's not a competition and it's kind of just showing some of the best magic acts. They're flying into New York. A lot of local people here in New York are jumping on the show. A wide diversity of different types of magic and different types of performers and the thing is it's just like i don't know this this who's who this list they've announced of the the talent they got on it is pretty impressive and i'm not just saying that because i'm on it matt right <laughs> i mean I'm no there's always an outlier you know by the other people <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if you want to come to the show my show is taping on Wednesday at 9.30 here in New York City at the Triad Theater and uh, there's a code on my Instagram 
uh, that gives you a free comp ticket. So if you're a fan, I want to stack it with uh, audience members that are fans, <laughs> you know, so yeah. that's a, a good show and a good taping. So are you looking forward to it? Yeah, I'm excited to just I, it's very seems very casual because what they're doing is just filming essentially a live show. So there's mm -hmm. not like a whole lot of there's going to be rehearsal time, but it's not like we got to approve this and this line and like be that nitpicky about it because it's mm -hmm. like we want you to do the thing you're used to doing on stage and just right. capture it well. And I think that's the the key. So I'm doing one piece. Everyone's just kind of doing one piece. They're going to splice them together, I think, to be like a showcase show of all all of the four performances that they're taping over the Tuesday, Wednesday of next week. And uh, we'll see what happens from there. I mean, that could end up anywhere. There are so many, you know, different, like, not just channels, but platforms. Streaming and digital you know. streaming. I mean... I don't even. I don't want to go on a rant here because it's very easy to. But like, I don't even know what the future of television is right now anymore. I, I think really don't. The people in the industry are also wondering. <laughs> like, I, feel, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it seems like a lot of these like late night shows are doing content just to chop it up and put it onto like YouTube because a you lot know of people, I think of that too when I'm scripting too. Yeah. Yeah, I think, think of like okay, chunk, like is there out? like sixty seconds that lives independent of the rest of this that mm -hmm. that actually makes sense, or does this only exist as five minutes? Right, right. <laughs> and right. like I'm always now, I I literally I don't even mean to. I instinctively am like thinking, I'm like already editing it in my head of like, okay, yeah, this could be chopped and re repurposed as a TikTok video, you know? Absolutely. Um, but yeah, you're right, and I don't know if it's actually for pe for those who like are say producers or you know, line, whatever, whatever in the TV world, I, I think it might just mean there's more work to go around because there are so many other production companies and like avenues to release this stuff. Right. And I think the challenge is always just getting the most amount of eyes on it. Like when, when you do a TV thing like this is like, I want a lot of people to see it, but obviously I'm going to share my part of it, but like right. everything is so segmented. Like you got to make sure like, Oh, you got to get the word out so that people can find it. Cause well, there's that's so the many thing. options. You have so fewer people seeing mm -hmm. everything. Yeah. Yeah. What, what really keeps, you know, the huge viewership I think is sports, right? Well, anything that's live because you want to be experiencing it in the moment. I mean, like uh, even some of the shows like Game of Thrones, because it's like uh, water cooler talk. You want mm -hmm. to talk about that latest episode. But even some of these other streaming shows like, you know, I'm watching the Andor Star Wars show, which I think is like the best thing that they've put out recently. But I feel like I'm the like one of the few people actually watching it i can't talk to anyone about it so i'm mm -hmm. like have to like wait to be like you should watch it and let me know when you're done and then like we'll line up and it'll be different timing wise so there are like segmented viewing uh culture that's kind of happening today because of streaming but those those key elements i think i mean there's yeah. even like fool us episodes where i have friends that are on it that i still haven't had a chance to sit down and watch and i want to support them and get excited for them as well my favorite episode is going to be airing very soon. I guess it'll be airing the same day this particular episode of this podcast airs because Danny DRTs is going to be on. Oh, amazing. That's so And great. I didn't ask, I, I don't know if I already said this, but I didn't ask the outcome. I think you're just assuming the outcome. I'm assuming the outcome. I'm going to be ticked <laughs> off. I already think I already told you that too. Yeah. If he doesn't fool them. Yeah. Because he yeah. better. I mean, just again seeing his lecture and just sitting there and <laughs> me being fooled and having that feeling, I think. It's not fair crazy. for him to fool everybody else and not yeah. them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, so, anyway. 
Let's that, do some. Uh, let's great. do some games. Yeah, some games. Yeah, let's jump into <laughs> our, our riddles. Uh, you ready for diddle me this? Yes. Sir. Diddle me this, diddle me that. Will Eric end up stumping Matt? Riddles. All right. So Matt, uh, I've got a riddle for you. I don't know how you'll fare on this. I think you can get this. Randy is physically standing behind his sister Mandy. While Mandy is physically standing behind her brother Randy. How could this be? Wow. <laughs> well, don't let the names could, throw you. Randy this and Mandy. This could be a situation where there are two Randys and one Mandy. You think there's you think just everyone's Randy? I'm just saying it's <laughs> possible there are two Randys and one Mandy. Mandy's in the middle. Mandy in the middle. Wow. Now I don't think that's the solution. I'm just saying it is a it could be, I guess. If you're, we'll assume that uh, that people are not uh, being named the same. So you said Randy is physically standing behind he, Mandy. Yeah, Randy is physically standing behind his sister Mandy, while Mandy is physically standing behind her brother Randy. How could this be? Okay, I believe I ha- I believe I have the answer. It's very very simple though. I I just love the uh, the way they ask the questions sometimes. How could this be? How is this yeah. possible? <laughs> I think it's very simple, right? It could be, maybe. Yeah, they they're standing back to back. That is it. But the way it's worded, it kind of mm-hmm. makes you think, how is that possible? Mm-hmm. So I like it. Yeah, very well done. Let's jump over to trivia. Matt picks up the question, then he stares at it. Eric's at the ready, time to use his wit. Pressure, 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 trivia, pressure, trivia time. I don't know if you or others are going to get this or not. I have a feeling you will, but you might. I don't know, but I think either way you're going to like it. Sure. Why are Muppets? Nope. Let me read that again. He already likes it, and I didn't even read it properly. I heard Muppets. I'm already smiling. <laughs> Why are most Muppets left-handed? Why are most Muppets left-handed? I think I know this. I think I do. Uh, it's I'm a gonna, good one, though. I'm going to let people simmer a little bit. I mean, being a Henson Because like, I'm not fan. sure I would know if I didn't know, you know? So you, it's interesting too. But this is assuming probably uh, like a one rod puppet too, because they do do uh, sometimes using both arms at the same time. They I think we're bring, talking original, right? Yeah. Like the original Muppet they, kind of puppets. They bring in other um, uh, performers sometimes to be the right. extra arm, which mm-hmm. is interesting, especially like Swedish Chef, who's actually using like human hands. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, but the reasoning, Matt. And I don't mm-hmm. know if you have a concise answer here, but the way I would describe it is the dominant hand is usually operating the mouth so that mm-hmm. the other uh, rod and arm mechanism for the hand is usually the performer's left hand uh, so that it is uh, able to move and uh, um, articulate and gesture with the, the performer's left hand while the dominant hand is making it speak. Well, that is essentially the correct answer, so give yourself a ding. Yeah. Um, yeah, basically the reason most Muppets are left-handed is because most puppeteers are right-handed. Yes. Because most people are right-handed. However, isn't it the... Wouldn't it be the left hand that you does the mouth and the right hand that does the does the stick? Because 
it's the hand like it crosses over the Muppet's body, or is it operated differently than like a ventriloquist? It's operated different than a ventriloquist. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. The way, especially Henson, who was very, um, you know, revolutionary in the terms of filming his hmm. uh, his Muppets, was it's all over the head with the hand, right? And then you're holding your other hand up with the rod, right? And oh then, right, yeah. So you're, yeah. And the tech, and the um, the the technology is amazing because they're all looking down at a monitor, so they're right. not even looking above them. Right. They're just seeing what the camera sees. Right. Uh, and they have headbands and stuff like that to keep the supports and everything like that, and the uh, the way that they're they're they can view everything. But then another performer sometimes comes over to take over the other hand, especially if it's one of those, like I said, hand operated arms so now you have two people on top of each other for three hands essentially because one mm -hmm. two hands in the head and mm -hmm. what happens is like uh when i went to comic-con and they were talking about like dr teeth the new show coming out electric mayhem next year which i'm super excited about that they said even just like as a writer you have to learn how the performers can operate these scenes because like even something simple as the electric mayhem band walks through the door Sounds simple in the mm -hmm. script, but in reality, that's two people per performer squeezing through a door. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. You know? So it's like you got to get all of them in, and there's like a mass of people huddling through this one entranceway. You know? Right. So you have right. to figure out how to block it and work around it, and it's mm -hmm. just uh, it's all those practical things. So mm -hmm. well done. I more Muppet trivia. I love Muppet. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I thought you'd like that one. Good work. Thank you, thank you. Um, Matt, I had a couple other shows on the road this past week. I was in Sydney, Nebraska. Mm -hmm. Ever hear of it? I don't think so, actually. Yeah, it's on the western part of the state. I learned about it because uh, the Performing Arts Center I was performing at. A great show, really fun. I did a longer show. They wanted a, uh, uh, I did about 75, 80 minutes rather than my normal 60 minutes, so I threw a new newer piece, which was an old piece that I revisited and mm -hmm. added some new things to, uh, a card memory demonstration, which worked really well. Uh, but it, there was a fun, funny moment with that and the, uh, the horse race I do at the end of my show because uh, to learn about the town, they gave me a one-sheet write-up of like the history of the town, and they're like, I like that. feel free to include this in your show. And I was like, I like that. I was like, there's no way I'm gonna include any of this, right? But I was like, thanks. So just like learn about the town. It was known as the wickedest town in the West because they apparently were known for all their like bar fights and the Union Pacific train wouldn't stop in this town, Matt, because it was like too brutal sometimes. They said that some of the bar fights would end up in murders and like they just pile up the bodies in the corner and deal with them the next day. <laughs> like it was a wow. rough, rough town in the Wild West. But uh, so when I went to do the, the the memory card demonstration, I was like, I need someone familiar with playing cards. And later when I was like, uh, I need some gamblers. Where are my gamblers at? I was just like, no one was raising their hand right away. So I was just like, boy, this town has changed since the Wild West. <laughs> there you go. So you did work it in a little bit. I did work it in. And I got a great laugh. I was like, Sin Sydney, as they called it. Sin Sydney. Not Sin City, which you where you live. But Sin mm -hmm. uh, Sydney has changed. No one's really sitting here. <laughs> so, But we had a good time. We had a really Well, the reason time. they hand you that sheet is they know anything you pull from that probably plays really well, which is why they hand it out. 
just gonna crush. Just gonna. And so they give crush. it to all the comics. Right. Yeah. 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 So you should take it as a compliment that they gave it to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if whenever I do receive something like that, or even not even not even necessarily printed, but just information that I can tell they want me to do something with, and that could even be a corporate thing. Right. I immediately feel self-conscious because I know that like another performer would have a million ideas. Like a, I'm talking a really seasoned performer, sure. you know, yeah. would have like a million things to do with that. Mm. Um, so I immediately feel like I need to now use this information somehow. Right, in the right, show. right, 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 right. <laughs> but it's one of those things that it's like it's feeding the well. And as I improvise, you can pull from a new reference. I mean, that's the whole thing is like why I'm so into trivia and learning things is because it's just adding more points of interest that I can cherry pick right. from in the moment mm-hmm. uh, and creating that like encyclopedic type knowledge. So. That was a lot of fun. I was at NACA right after that, the NACA conference, uh, and I got to showcase. Now that was uh, back back in um, you know when I was doing those conferences. The Northeast one was the biggest one. Is that still other than national, which I don't know if they still do or what? But is is Northeast still kind of the biggest? It's all the biggest, but it's all relative these days, post pandemic. Matt, um, how many schools were there? I can't even tell you. I was there for less than a day. So you I just co- did your performance and bounced. I was able to come in because I was already flying in from Nebraska. I got in late the night before. I had an early morning sound check. Uh, sound check, the, the showcase started at 10 a.m. Because everyone would love seeing entertainment at 10 a.m. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> and if then, not earlier. And then there was only one marketplace after so uh, that day because mm. of the new scheduling. Uh, and so I didn't really get to see, get a gauge of like how many schools. But You I didn't kn- think to maybe ask your agent, hey, how many schools are here? I mean, I did not, no. You haven't changed I- one bit in the past <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> but... But uh, it, I, I don't know, think you ever asked me once how no, many schools were so. at a conference. Because I was <laughs> just like, I'll see the ones that I see. And I, I me, know, on the other hand, I remember how many were at Northeast specifically back then at probably the last one I was at. Yeah, how many? 116. Okay. I would say it's probably <laughs> less than that. And they like combined it with the Mid Atlantic region. Oh, so, wow. Like, so, so it's like probably 80 or something between the two. Yeah, I don't know. Something like that. I'm bad at estimating. We know this. But yeah, I'll tell true. you uh, the fun thing that – so showcasing is tough, Matt. There's uh, – especially, again, uh, I always think it's a a weird way for me to show what I do because the time limit is such a factor. And when I love to improvise, that's where I shine. And I mm-hmm. don't really get to do that as much when there's a clock counting down, which, by the way, I can't even see because my eyes are duct tape shut. So right. I'm trying to gauge things and speed through things and get the things that I need done. Uh, so that I can do more than just one piece. Uh, but uh, I, I added a version of my selfie thing, Matt, my selfie effect, where I did it instead of doing a real-time mind-reading thing, I tried it as a prediction to guess what someone was going to say when I brought him up on stage. Uh, and I just said, I am at NACA at my sound check, and I'm with uh, Joshua, who will be thinking of music. And that's what I went. Now, little did I know, maybe not the strongest word to go for because of the showcase, I was the only variety act. Everything else was music. <laughs> right. So it was like the simplest possible word choice. That's awesome. <laughs> Which he did say. So I was mm-hmm. right. But I just mm-hmm. wish it was a little bit more of a, 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 a unique word to really right. to do that. Not only right. that, Matt. This is where things, again, got weird. Because weird coincidences happen all the time during my show and mm-hmm. during my showcases, apparently. 
the first person I brought up as well was also named Joshua. <laughs> oh, no. So I had two Joshuas in my show. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Didn't you just tell a story like this about Damien's or something? Darien's, yes. Darien's. Like, what sh- is going on with you, man? I should, ju- again, it's, I don't know these people. I just pick them uh, randomly. I, like, if I could see their name badges ahead of time, I would have made sure that didn't happen. <laughs> but, right. Uh, but I just brought them up, and they were like, Joshua, Joshua, wow, what weird coincidences. So I'm thinking I should just rely on this every once in a while. And just yeah, use right. It as an take extra, credit. Yeah, take it as an extra effect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, I think it went well. Uh, you know, I was happy with the overall, like, best I could do given the situation. Uh, and, you know, and uh, I know I'll get, you know, shows from it as well. So All right. Here's good. another question you're not going to have an answer to. Love it. Let's do it. How many people were in the audience? So do you this remember just... the size of that showcase room, Matt? Yeah, I kind of. I mean, I mix them up, but I kind of do. Like Northeast, what would you say how many people are in that as an <sighs> estimate? I don't, you know, I, it's, it's interesting because I don't recall. I remember nationals being a couple thousand. Mm-hmm. And I know the regional ones were substantially smaller, but I, I really couldn't put an exact number on it. Even mm-hmm. um, it's just it's a little too far away for me to remember back. And I, and I didn't showcase at that many regionals, really, right. over the years. Well, let's say it was about 1,000, give or take, in the like Northeast, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, that probably, would be on the high end. Probably yeah. 800 or something like that. Yeah, sure. I, we're used to like the stage being far. It's like almost like a warehouse-type venue because it's just a giant like sh- showroom. It's a little bit a arena-esque. I mean, not quite, arena-esque, but esque. Right. Yeah, yeah. So you go in, we used to go in, we'd be all the way in the back, all the seats would be filled, lots of energy. I would say there's about half of that oh, now. Like, like, like the seats are there and they're empty or just half even set up? Half even set up. Mm, like where wow. the sound booth was towards the back wall where you enter yep. was halfway closer. <laughs> Yeah, the like stage. they could have done this in a different room. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you like those little room dividers? They could have closed them. In fact, the other regions are, as you mentioned, smaller. And the one I was at in Atlanta this this year, I wasn't showcasing, but I wanted to see a friend showcase. And I popped in, but I walked by the room at first because I thought it was the backstage area. Wow. <laughs> and then I realized, no, that's just the number of chairs they have set up. Wow. That's so, crazy. It's it's maybe just growing pains and the shift from the virtual, you know, um, programming. People can realize that they can do this online or maybe it's still growing and finding its way. Uh, obviously, the conference is changing and trying to stay relevant and figure out how, how to best suit the needs of the programmers. So I think uh, I think it'll all work its way out, uh, work itself out. And, uh, you know, and I'll be at nationals, too. And we're going to do some new tactics for that as well. I do think there's still great value to those conferences Absolutely. because it's it's so much different to, you know, be there and interact with the agent in person, interact with the performers even at times in person. And it's just, it's a whole different thing than blindly booking based on like a website of whatever it is you're trying to book, right? For yeah. the school. So yeah. I, I do think there's great value in it still to get, there's legitimacy for the most part to a lot of the vendors that are there as opposed to like how easy it is to just have a website right right there is, it's very interesting too because 
I used to make sure I was there. I could always do stuff in the booth. I can, you know, I call it bunting and runs because when you're not showcasing, you're just making those one-on-one -on -one networking connections and trying to sell yourself just through, you know, booth interactions. But now I don't feel as obligated to be there for every single day of every single regional because my agent is beloved and I have faith in her and she can, you know, pitch me and sell me even when mm -hmm. I'm not there, which is great. Mm -hmm. It's great mm -hmm. to have that. Um, and then there was something else I was going to say. Oh, just the fact that, like you're saying, that, you know, that personal touch of, you know, seeing different acts, especially when it comes to magicians. And I'll tell you why, Matt. I looked up at the lineup of the weekend of who's showcasing, and I was like, cool, I think I'm the only mentalist. Great. Mm -hmm. However, Matt, as you know, with a lot of magicians these days, <laughs> apparently the first day had two magicians on the same bill. And did they do just straight up magic? Nope, they did only mentalism. <laughs> there you go. So again, it's it's you never know what you're gonna get. Uh, so it's good to see how people are now, marketing and billing themselves. I just have themselves. to clarify: magic, uh, mentalism is a subcategory of magic. Right, but if you're only performing mentalism, you're a specialist, and you're not showing any other field. <laughs> no, I understand right, that, but right, those magicians right. have the right to perform sure. mentalism and or mental magic. I agree. There's different styles and approaches and how you present and it. And I'm willing to bet they might even go by magician, mentalist, juggler, hypnotist. They might. Yeah, they might put all of those together. <laughs> so technically it was in the tagline. But the way they build themselves, it did not was not clear. It was just magician. No, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah I know you always, uh, you know, that's a, you, you always want, honestly, for any performer, you want like there to be differentiation in what you're going to be doing versus anybody else. It benefits everybody to like have your material be uniquely you. Mm -hmm. And just the nature of it is there is like, to the layperson's eyes overlap, even though it's really not a whole lot of overlap. Like right. no one no one considers it derivative if two musicians play the acoustic guitar as part right. of their set. Mm -hmm. But if two magicians come out and both had a deck of cards at some point, it now blurs the line of like which one was which. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like yeah. you know, and it and it shouldn't be that way. And I think the more people become educated, you know, in magic and variety arts in general which which is happening um that that slowly slowly goes inches away but um you know it is what it is like like you know it's yeah i guess you could come up with similar parallels and stand up as well right right yeah but it's even more specific i think even like a, a, a two singer songwriters sing a pop song <laughs> They're not confused because they think, oh, the songs are different. But like, mm -hmm. I'm reading a thought, but I'm doing this, 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 and this with a, this type of thought. And then if someone else just reads a thought, they're like, it's the same exact thing. Even despite that the routining and the, the type of thought and how it was done. The plot, the everything's plot, different. The personality right. is different. Right. They're just like, well, we just saw that. Uh, there's yeah. actually a sp specific example from one of the showcases of the regionals that a student told me about. They just, they just said, oh, it was interesting that that guy did something with numbers and the other guy did something with numbers. And it was like, they were different things. <laughs> yeah, like totally different. Yeah. You know what's funny, too? It's like the framing. I, I could make a pretty good argument for like. You could take the same exact mechanics of a trick, quote unquote, so to speak. And like you could present it as reading someone's mind or you could present it as like planting a thought in someone's mind. Just an right. example. Yeah. And those are like two totally different effects. 
those are yeah that's that's when you really go into the styles of mentalism there's the quote those who do more supernatural approaches of like claiming they have telepathy the psychological Mm -hmm. approach is very much like i'm going to influence you but it is the same thing it's just two sides of the same coin and how you're going to frame that but the framing does make all the difference of how it's perceived and what's happening you know, or it makes no difference in how it's perceived, and it should. <laughs> exactly. That's right? more accurate. That is a more yeah. accurate phrase. Yeah. <laughs> and same thing with predictions. I either predicted something from the future, or I influenced you to get that, yeah, as well. Or, or the effect is, you know, this was blank, and now there's a prediction on it, which mm-hmm. is like a totally different effect than this right. was here the whole time. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. It's just, it's very different. Or if, or if you take shuffled cards and you snap your fingers and now they're in order, is a totally different effect than if you take shuffled cards mm-hmm. and, and uh, very carefully sort of shuffle them and now they're in order. Those are two very, like as a display of skill. Right. The, yes, they're both chaos to order, but the, the, the MO is just totally different. And they, they, they belong to two totally different characters in a way. Yeah, exactly. You got to consider yourself and what you would do as your persona on stage. Yeah, and you got to think about like ma- magical plot is different than the method. What the method implies, you know. And a lot of people, uh, you know, especially starting out, focus on the method and what that m- leads to creating an effect. Whereas, like, you got to think of the presentation of it first. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the mm-hmm. method could be exactly the same either way. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. But it's just like, what is the logical? What is the audience experiencing? What are they trying to follow? Where is the magic actually happening in their mind? Right. And what are you claiming to be doing? Yeah. Yeah. And if you have a vision, it's pretty easy to know, like, which which option is the right option, right? So, like, if you know what you're trying to achieve, you know whether or not you're supposed to snap over the, the deck and make it magically all be in order, or if you want to make it look like you're somehow doing that through a variety of cuts and riffle shuffles. Right, yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Very different, like, they both evoke very different sort of, like, feelings. Right, exactly, yeah, yeah. One is, like, a display of skill or or a pseudo display of skill, maybe, um, and the other is, like, you know, how did that happen? Did he switch decks? You know what I mean? Like, it, it, they both evoke totally different, you know, ideas in the audience's mind. So, anyway, yeah. I digress. Yeah. No, that was very good. Uh, we should jump over, Matt, to our goals and uh, end of show wrap ups. Uh, you know but- what I was laughing about today is like right. back in the day, my goal was always to organize the office. Remember that? Yeah. That office doesn't even exist anymore. <laughs> like it's just an empty room right now. So like th- I- that's still ongoing. I guess technically you organized the office by getting rid of it. You Marie Kondoed your office. I mean it's been it's been altered and it just hasn't like it just hasn't been put back together yet. So like I'm literally mm-hmm. still in that rut of that. But anyway, that's not my goal. You were <laughs> uh continuing your fitness uh, Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I've I've probably run yeah, you know, another 20 miles since I last talked to you. Wow. Yeah, I've wow. been been out on the running 5 days a week been uh trying to eat healthy and i think that's a big part of like just you know not getting burnt out mm-hmm. i always say oh it's because i love what i do i don't get burnt out but like i think part of it's self-care too yeah yeah make sure you Men- sleep enough mental and all that. health and all that physical health it's great yeah it but um in. no my immediate goal is i gotta like it's it's really just one thing to put ideas on paper but now i actually have to like commit the scripting i did to like 
uh, not just memory, but also like physical memory for like what I need to be doing during it. Yeah, I'm gonna put commit scripting for TV thing. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> yeah, is that vague enough? Yeah, vague enough. Yes, I love it. Uh, I was uh gonna put videos in the video vault. I believe I did that. Excellent we're work. Still, still adding more. Still adding more. Uh, and a uh, long-term goal is to bring my tripod to shows, which I have not yet done, but it's it's going to be an ongoing goal. But Matt, I think you inspired me. I'm going to, I mean, I've been wanting to get back at it uh, again anyway, but to continue uh, my fitness journey as well. Get out there. I have some, uh, you know, the track that's nearby uh, before things get too cold here in New York. want to get out running again. Uh, and then, uh, so I'm going to add that, running and then also to revisit a, a lot of Max's stuff. That's going to be an ongoing goal. I think you might like the Nike running app. Again, not an ad. But I, I think it might be worth a shot if you, uh, you know, like a little guidance. Uh, I'm going to throw that into your recommendations. <laughs> Nike running app? Yeah. Okay. I'll check it out, I guess. Yeah, and just click on the first run and, like, he basically, Coach Bennett will take you through like how to write the run the right way so that you don't just hate yourself after it and be like, I'm never doing this again. But instead, you actually feel good or maybe even better than you did before you started because he makes sure you don't make the mistake of running too hard, especially right. in the beginning. What if he, what if you don't want to like run all the time? Will he let you like just walk? Like, is he like, I'm like beginner, beginner. Like, I, I think, I honestly think it's perfect for a beginner, beginner. Great, I really great, do. Great. All right, cool, cool, cool. We'll see. Yeah. Any other recommendations? I recommend my dog stop barking. <laughs> Perfect. They never stopped. I just put the microphone volume down. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, I um uh, I got a little downtime. I played a little uh, PlayStation this week of uh, Gotham Knights, which is a Batman game. Uh, that I'm very much enjoying. I haven't had a lot of time to play, but uh, I do recommend it, uh, Gotham Knights. And then also I recommend not only my goal, but let's revisit some Max Maven material. There you go. As well. Uh, perfect, Matt. Uh, what plugs do you got coming up? You know where to find me, mattfranco.com. Uh, current iteration of the show. See it while you can. Just a couple of months left of it and then we come back with some new stuff february 6th so um mattfranco.com for all your needs or really i mean i think i said this before who goes to websites just at matt franco on instagram or whatever your social media preferences are great perfect still got twitter you're still sticking with twitter I have it at the moment. I've heard the rumors about like you have to pay for verification or something on a monthly basis or something. Yeah. I don't know. I, I cool. haven't I haven't delved into all of that. Like all right, cool, cool. should be grandfathered in at this point. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I have yeah. lots of thoughts on like the whole pur purpose of verification and why how using truth and knowledge as a monetary gain seems wrong. But anyway, uh, yeah, the whole point of it is so that other people can't like make fake accounts and, and like be believable. No, yeah, <laughs> which like yeah is definitely a thing. By the way, like yeah, like uh, I've literally seen like fake accounts on Instagram recently that people I know are following. Yeah, <laughs> like right, right. Don't fall for this. <laughs> and just if anyone can pay for it, it's gonna just muddy the water. Anyway, we're not yeah. going to talk about uh, the Twitter takeover. No one's here for our podcast for that. Nope. But uh, but uh, my plugs, if you want to see where I'm going to be performing a lot of shows in New York, uh, the uh, Midnight Theater, I'll be there the uh, 15th and 
22nd and 29th of November. Uh, and I'm really having fun with those shows. Uh, I've been taking over hosting duties a little bit too, uh, just revamping how the structure of that's going. So come on out. Uh, also, if you are in town when this drops uh, and you want to come to New York for uh, the 9th, of november that is the magic or excuse me the underground magic tv taping and you can find all the details and the discount code at my socials uh all the links for these shows and tickets are at my link tree which is in the bio of all of my social media uh link tree slash e diddleman uh and then a couple shows coming up and uh the end of the year uh more ticket announcements coming out for that as they go uh, we want to thank Matt, our patrons, because you could go to uh, patreon.com slash mindovermagicpodcast and you can support the show just like our fabulous producers. A big thank you to Dr. Bob Baker, James Dawson, and Jesse Miller. And you too can get thanked and support the show over at patreon.com slash mindovermagicpodcast. Shoot us an email at mindovermagicpodcast at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. Follow our socials at mindmagicpod. And visit our website, mindovermagicpodcast.com. Thank you all for listening. Tell a friend. Uh, We haven't asked you to do those things podcasts asked you to do in a while. So if you feel inclined to leave a review, uh, we'd appreciate that. It does help get us in 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 front of more listeners. Uh, But, uh, yeah, thank you all for being here. And uh, it was nice chatting with you, Matt. See you next week. See you next week. Thank you so much. It is now. Over. Ha, ha, ha.